Welcome to the Warriors Podcast. Are you ready? Welcome back to episode number 11 of the Warriors podcast. This is Coach Miguel, your host, and you are listening to episode number 11. Today, we're going to be talking about how to create the best advertisement. We're going to be talking about marketing. I love this topic because I love marketing. I love data. One of the things that I learned later in life, and uh, I know that it may sound like a little like, come on, dude, like you didn't know about the business. It is true. I didn't know that you need marketing in order to win in business. I didn't know. As a matter of fact, I didn't know anything about anything about business. I didn't know anything about marketing. I didn't know anything about selling. I didn't know anything about, uh, you know, I've talked about the LLC story. I didn't even know what a freaking LLC was uh, when I first started in business. Um, I didn't know what skills you needed. Uh, I didn't know anything, right? So, uh, but then as I went on in life, in my journey, in my business, I learned that marketing is one of the most important things, if not the most important thing in business, right? Uh, marketing is what gives you eyeballs, is what gives you traffic, is what gets you known. Let me ask you a question. You could have the best product in the world, but if nobody knows about it, who the hell is going to buy from you? right? So the best product, something that I say all the time, the best product is not the one that wins. It's not the best product. I think it's so funny when people talk, it's like, oh yeah, man, my product's better than everybody else's the competition. It doesn't matter. What matters is, do people know about it? How many people know about it? A hundred people know about it. Two hundred people know about it. A thousand people know about it. Or hundreds of thousands or millions of people know about it, right? I love give the, the example of uh, um, uh, McDonald's, right? So McDonald's, I mean, I don't know about you. I don't know if you like McDonald's, if you think that McDonald's is, 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 is great food or whatever. I think it sucks. I don't like eating fast food. Uh, I might have eaten McDonald's maybe one time in the last 20 years. Who knows? Uh, and that's because maybe I was forced. Um, so I don't think McDonald's is good. I don't think it's good for you. Uh, but it's a huge, huge franchise. It's a huge company with billions of dollars in sales. So it's not that McDonald's has great food. As a matter of fact, it's not so great food and is not so good for your health. As a matter of fact. However, they make a lot of money. Now, how many products do you think are better than McDonald's? There's got to be a lot of them. How many chefs can cook better? How many people are better at creating that kind of uh, 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 food products. A lot of them. There's lots of them. There's hundreds of them. There's thousands of them. How can we know McDonald's? Because McDonald's knows marketing. They know how to get their name out there in front of everybody, in front of millions of people. So that's the goal is marketing gets you eyeballs. Marketing gets you known because if nobody knows you, nobody will flow you, nobody will pay you, nobody will give you their dough. So marketing is huge. Then of course, after marketing comes the selling and everything else, but marketing and advertising is so important um, for a business to exist, right? A lot of people, I know that a lot of people, uh, um, uh, uh, they like to do a lot of, uh, um, uh, you know, we're gonna be talking about the difference between organic advertisement because we're talking about advertising, you know, advertising is 
one part of marketing. Marketing is the big umbrella, and one part of marketing is advertising, right? And then you have many different parts when it comes to marketing. We're gonna, I don't wanna dive deep into the, the actual little details, but I want you to know that advertising is part of marketing, right? So when we talk about advertising, you know, today we're gonna be talking about how to create the best advertising. In order for you to create the best advertising, you need to have a good marketing strategy. You need to know exactly who your target audience is. And, you know, we're going to go into detail here in just, in, in just a few minutes. But it is important. Advertising is important. Uh, there's this uh, battle between some people talking about, oh, organic advertising is better than paid advertising. Right, because organic advertising means that you know you go to maybe uh, networking events, you start messaging to people. Organic means free, right? So free advertising, um, where you don't pay a cent, you don't pay a dime to get known. Now, paid advertising on the other side is where you pay. You pay Facebook to create Facebook ads. You create. Uh, you pay YouTube to create YouTube ads. You pay Instagram to pay uh, uh, to do Instagram ads, and when you pay to play, you start pushing your content to more people, right? I want you to think about something. I'm not saying that organic advertising doesn't work, but organically, you depend on your time, right? When you do something organically for free, that that means that you have to put in your time in exchange of results, in exchange of, of clients. But when you're doing paid advertising, you don't depend on your time. I'm paying Facebook so that Facebook goes out there every single day and gets in front of people. Of course, I gotta create the Facebook ad, I gotta create the strategy, I gotta create a lot of stuff. I'm not just saying the Facebook is now my salesperson and Facebook goes out there and, and tells everybody what what it is and, and what my product is and, 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 and close them, right? Of course not. So there's still time involved to create the advertisement, to create the strategy. Once you put it out there, now you're making your money work for you. When you do organic, I'm not saying that it doesn't work. There's people that make it work, great for them. But you are exchanging your time, right? And organic is not scalable because it depends on your time. The only way for you to grow more and bigger and, and, and higher and faster is for you to create more use or it's for you to put more time and come on we all have very limited time every single one of us has limited time it doesn't matter that you know this is this is why at the beginning of the podcast uh when i uh, i think episode number one or two i talked about the difference between working harder and creating systems that work harder than everybody else think about it what does it take to work harder than everybody else. Because I hear that from everybody, right? A lot of people talk about, oh, you got to work harder than everybody else. Work harder, work harder, work harder. Dude, man, if I work harder than everybody else, where am I going to sleep? When am I going to enjoy my husband? When am I going to enjoy my wife? When am I going to enjoy my, 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 my dog and my cat? When am I going to enjoy my pets? When am I going to enjoy the travels? When am I going to enjoy the beautiful things of life? When am I going to enjoy the hell out of that? I mean, sure, I can work 18 hours. And even then, there's other people that are going to be working 18 hours. The only thing that I have left, okay, I, gotta, I guess I got to work 19 hours and sleep five hours. 
And then because I want to beat more people, then I got to work 19 hours and 20 hours and sleep four hours. Right? So it's not about working harder than everybody else. Only one person in this world can, 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 can be the hardest working person in the world. Is the person that puts in more time. I don't know who that person is. It could be Elon Musk. Works 100 plus hours a week. I don't know. I know it's not me. Nor do I want to. Nor do I want to live that life. I want to enjoy the little things of life. In order for me to do that. And to create systems that will outwork everybody else. And those systems include people and include automation, you know, systems so that um, now I have systems in place to outwork everybody else uh, for me. Now I can take myself out of the equation and now I have a self-sustaining, high-performing machine that is built to last, that is built to conquer, that is built to make money without me in the equation. That's the goal. So, but it's the same idea here. When you talk about organic, you can scale. You can scale. Your growth depends on you and you alone. You're not building any systems in place. That's why I love paid advertising because that is scalable. Meaning I can create a Facebook ad, right? And of course, you got to know, you got to learn how to create a Facebook ad, how to, you know, which is, we're going to talk a, a few things today, uh, a, a few things about uh, uh, what's, how to create the best advertisement. Of course, I'm, I'm not just saying that you got to go and just, just put whatever and then just throw it out there to Facebook. You can't, right? You got to learn how to do it. You got to learn the right way. A lot of people lose money when it comes to Facebook ads, right? They don't know how to do it the right way. Um, but when you do it the right way, now it's scalable because I'm putting in $1 and making five. So then guess what? All I got to do is now I can put in two and now I make 10. Next time I put 20, now I make 100. Then I put 200. Now I'm making 10, whatever, right? A thousand. Then I'm putting 2,000, then I'm making 10,000, right? So I'm not basic. I don't have to put in my time anymore. Now I have a system, another system in place that is built, that is winning, and that is built for me, and it can work without me. You can never do that with organic because it requires your time, right? Now, maybe at the beginning, it might be a good idea to get your first clients through organic, uh, marketing, organic advertising. I get it. It's fine. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do it. I've done it. I've done it. And I think that it's important. But it's not something that is built to scale. It's something that is great that can get you great results at the beginning. But if you want to take it to the next level, if you want to grow, if you want to scale, uh, organic advertising is not the way to go. Right? You need uh, paid advertising if you want to grow faster. Paid is always going to be faster than organic. It's always going to be faster. So imagine this, right? Imagine that you uh, go knock on uh, or whatever, right? Not, not on a specific number of doors, but let's say that I'm your boss, right? And you have, I tell you that your job is to go every day, eight to five, nine to five, whatever, nine to five, you're going to go to neighborhoods and you're going to knock on doors, right? You're going to knock on doors. And I want you to knock on as many doors as possible. Now, I'm telling you to do that. But on the other neighborhood, what I've done is I've created a little robot. 
is this little robot, right, that um, does it for me. Now, I don't need you anymore. Now I have a robot. See what I'm saying? So now you don't have to put in your time. Now I've created a robot that does it for me. And now I can create another robot, another robot, another robot, another robot, and so on and so on. Right? So when you depend on your time alone, then it's not scalable. Nothing is scalable. But that's why you got to create systems. You got to put systems in place so that you can now scale faster. So let's go ahead and get uh, dive right in real quick. We're talking about advertisement, how to create the best advertising there is. Um, the first thing before, number one, you already know that you need to get attention, right? Attention is the game. Attention is the goal. You need to get massive amounts of attention. Not one, not two, not a hundred, not a thousand, but thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people. The more people that know about you, the more they're going to buy. The more people are going to buy. But they need to know you first. You need to get known first, right? The biggest companies in the world, the McDonald's, the Pepsis, the Coca-Colas, the... Uh, um, Apples, the Microsoft, all of that stuff is they got known. They got massive amounts of attention. They may or may not have the best product out there in the world, but they got known. The person that wins in business is the person that has the most attention. Now, with more attention comes more critique at the same time. There's a lot of lovers of uh, McDonald's. There's a lot of haters of McDonald's. There's a lot of people that love Coca-Cola. There's a lot of people that hate Coca-Cola. Right? There's a lot of people that love Nike. There's a lot of people that hate Nike. There's a lot of people that love Apple. There's a lot of people that hate Apple and Samsung products and blah, blah, blah. The more that you get out there, the more criticism you're going to get. And by the way, we had an episode where we talk about how to avoid or how to overcome criticism. So that's going to be, I believe, ah, I forgot, episode number seven, eight, or nine. It, it, was, it was sometime last week, I believe. So feel free to go check that out. Uh, but with more attention, there's going to come more eyeballs, more traffic, more people giving you their opinions about what they think about your product, your company, your vision, your mission, your everything, right? Some people are going to love it. Other people are going to hate it. It happens everywhere. happens everywhere all the time in anything. It happens with <laughs> freaking, uh, what is it? Uh, politics. Hate politics, right? It happens with the Democrats. It happens with the Republicans. It happens with Trump. It happens with Biden. It happens with everybody. It happens with all religions, right? It happens even with the people that, uh, you know, have made massive change, positive change in this world. The Nelson Mandela's, right? Martin Luther King. Uh, everybody's got lovers. Everybody's got haters. The more eyeballs you're going to get, the more hate you're going to get. At the same time, the more love you're going to uh, You're gonna get as well. So marketing, advertising, how to create the best advertising there is. First things first, get to know. You have to get to know your specific audience. Your specific audience is so important that you, for you to know who your target specific audience is. And a lot of people make a mistake when they just get started. And I know this because I made that mistake. And a lot of people that I've coached, that I mentored have also made that mistake. And I asked them, hey, what product do you, uh, uh, do you offer in the, in the marketplace? They're like, oh, it's this. Excellent. Who's your audience? They're like, well, you know, anybody, anybody who needs it, <laughs> right? So, and that's, that's one of the worst uh, 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 answers that you can ever give, okay? The whole world is not your, is not your audience. It's not. 
especially at the beginning where you're starting, you got to talk to a certain group of people and a certain group of people alone. Now, let me tell you why it's so important to know who your specific audience is and to really get to know, like, you want to know not just how old they are, uh, what is their gender, you know, male, female or whatever, right? Or, or how much money they make, how many kids they have, uh, what side of town do they live on, uh, what kind of TV shows do they like to watch, what language they speak like. You want to know as many things as possible about your audience. And here's why. Let me give you a quick little example. I had a, uh, a client. This was about five years ago, I believe. And uh, this client was a fitness uh, coach. She was great. Uh, she was already in her 50s, right? And uh, she was a great woman. Came asking me for help with advertising, you know, and, uh, on online. She'd never done it. So we go through the same routine that I always go to. You know, there's a set of questions that I always ask. It's a questionnaire, about 30 questions. And I get to learn everything about who their audience is or, or what their business is all about, right? So I ask what the products are, uh, things about their audience and all those things. And w when I ask about the audience, she said, well, you know, I target female, of course. I'm like, great. And then I said, okay, well, what age? She's like, well, you know, all female, right? any age. And I'm like, are you sure? She's like, yes, I'm sure. And I kept asking questions. And uh, one of the other questions that this questioner has is, well, what's your marketing um, uh, message? Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. We're talking about the pain and, 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 the, and the goals, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. One of the things that you want to learn about your audience is their goals and their pains. You don't just want to learn about how much money they make, where they live, how old they are, uh, uh, you know, what side of town they live on and what things they like. You also want to learn two very important things about your audience that you want to learn about. Number one, you want to learn what their dreams are. Of course, I'm talking about in terms of your product, right? What you offer, because everybody's got a lot of dreams, right? So what their dream is or what their dreams are and number two, what is the biggest obstacle? Why have they not gotten to that dream yet? What are they lacking? What are they missing? What's the biggest obstacle? Two very important questions that you always want to ask, right? So that's a little preview. I'm going to talk about a little bit more on that. It's going to be, it's going to make sense. So, but then I asked this client and I was like, okay, what's your audience's uh, uh, dream? And, and this is what she said. She said, well, my audience wants to feel young again, wants to feel like, you know, that uh, they can live, uh, you know, past 90 years old. And, uh, and, and then I stopped her for a second. I was like, great, excellent. Thank you so much. Now, let me ask you, is that a message that you want to give to an 18-year-old woman or 18-year-old girl, whatever? And uh, of course, you know, she kind of laughed a little bit. She's like, yeah, yeah, I get it. No, you know, so maybe we can make it 25. And I was like, okay, let's, let's think about 25-year-olds. When you go to a 25-year-old and, you, and you, you tell them that message, it's like, hey, you know, with this program of mine, you will never feel uh, old again. Is that the right message to tell a 25-year-old? Do 25-year-olds have that problem? 
And she's like, oh, no, but okay, I guess maybe we can make it 30, 35, right? And I kept asking the same question. Okay, let's talk about 35-year-olds. Like, if you tell them you have this problem, do you think that they're going to laugh in your face? Or do you think that they will start to feel the pain? And they're like, oh, my God, yes, that's exactly how I feel. And then we kept working, working, working. And then we ended up with uh, a female, I believe, uh, ages 55 and up, right? So we created then an, an advertisement uh, targeting not just any female of any age, but also, uh, but also females or women ages 55 and older, right? Because the message either had to change for all women or you can keep the same message, but this pain that your message includes, not all women have. A very, a very specific group of women have this pain. Right? So this is why it's important to know who your target audience is because once you know your target audience, you can talk about their pains, you can talk about their dreams, and you can talk about them and they're gonna be like, oh my God, it's like you know me. It's like you've known me for years. How do you know that I have that issue? How do you know that I have that dream? But when you start going broader, when you start going bigger with more people and you start telling about, you know, oh, it's, it's everybody, everybody's my audience then you're not going to be able to crack that code. You're not going to be able to talk about them and, and, and have them go, it's like, oh my God, yes. It's like, you know me. Yes, that's exactly what I need. Because everybody's got different problems. Everybody's got different goals. Everybody's got different dreams. Everybody's got different everything, right? You always want to start niche. You always want to start very specific. This is why Amazon, when Amazon started, you know, Amazon is this huge empire now, freaking trillion dollars in sales, I believe. Right? Huge empire. But Amazon started as a, uh, what do you call it? As a, as, a, as a bookstore, as an online bookstore or an online library, whatever you want to call it. It started, it started by selling books alone. It was very niche. And then they kept expanding and then adding more products and going into different industries and doing more and more and more. Now it became this huge empire. I feel like what most entrepreneurs try to do is they look at Amazon. They're like, oh, man, I want to build that empire, too. I want to target everybody, right? I have a, I have a product for everybody. Ah, that's something you don't want to do. If you watch the Shark Tank, man, I love watching Shark Tank with, uh, uh, with my wife. And uh, one of the things that I hear a lot from the sharks, from, you know, Mr. Wonderful and Mark Cuban and, uh, and, uh, uh, and, and all the other sharks, right? Something that they always say is you want to go niche at the beginning. Become the best at this one product, at this one service, at this one specific group of people and become the best at it. Once you've conquered that, then you can go ahead and expand, create more products, right? And try different things and try different audiences, but go niche first and conquer. And there's so many advantages for going niche. Once again, you can really get to know who your audience is. Really know them and really know their language. Their language is so important, so key. Let me give another example real quick. So this happened about a few years ago. I was creating a course that teaches people how to get people to chase them, right? How to, create, how to get your, it's a marketing course uh, uh, that it teaches you uh, what I call now attraction marketing on automation. And, uh, you know, I teach my audience how to, um, how to create a funnel, what I call an attraction, uh, an attraction funnel, 
and uh, where people go and they get, uh, it's a qualifying funnel, right? So, so people go through that funnel, they qualify themselves, and they schedule an appointment with me so they can buy whatever it is that I have to offer. It's usually for high ticket products, right? So it works for high ticket products, not for low ticket. Like if you're selling something that's $100 or a book, you don't want to use this strategy. It works for higher ticket, for realtors, for loan officers, for credit repair, for people to sell uh, courses and things like that, right? Anyway, so I was creating the course and I know the content so well. So I created my course and I called it the, at the beginning, it was called the blow up uh, uh, the blow up duplication course, right? Because you're going to blow up. I was thinking, man, you're going to blow up yourself. So I'm going to call it the blow up duplication. So I created the course, you know, started marketing and, uh, and, and I, I kept, you know, explaining what the product was at the beginning. When I first started, this was two years ago when I first started the, uh, uh, uh the, the campaign. And I kept coming across people that weren't really understanding what it's all about. or didn't really see the value. Um, and I was making some sales and I was positive ROI, but not to the point that I wanted it, right? So it wasn't, it, it was, there were some sales, but it wasn't so, it wasn't like, oh man, this thing is exploding and it's ready to scale and it's ready to explode. It wasn't. So, and uh, you know, I kept having some appointments with people and I just kept listening. I kept listening. I kept, li- and then I kept taking notes on the things that they say and the things, you know, the, the things that they like, the things that they don't like, the questions that they have. And I just kept writing that down because anytime that I, you know, that I had a, uh, an appointment with somebody, you know, I would take notes on where they are, what their name is and what they want. You know, I have a little uh, notes, uh, 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 a thing of notes where, you know, I keep all my, all my notes about all the people that I talk to. Um, and one thing that started that everybody, not everybody, but a lot of them, right. But a lot of them started saying, is like, they, 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 you know, they were a little confused and they were like, Oh, okay. So this is, is this like attraction marketing, but like on automation, right? It sounds like it's something like that. And I kept hearing that again and again and again. And people started talking about like, Oh yeah, it's like, this is kind of like attraction marketing. I, I had no idea that the word attraction marketing existed. I knew what I was doing. I knew that I was attracting people, but I never called it attraction. I didn't know the term existed, but I just kept hearing from a lot of these people, a lot of my customers that were interested in my product. It's like, oh yeah, this is like attraction marketing, but it's kind of like an automation though, right? And a lot of people started repeating that. I was like, oh, okay, 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 okay. There's something, you know? And then what I did is I paused, you know, once I get enough data, once I heard enough from people and I started hearing their language and the things that they say and the way that they speak, I recreated the same, it was the same course, the same content, but I recreated it uh, with the word attraction marketing on automation all the time. And of course I did a little bit of rebranding, you know, so instead of the blow up duplication course, now we call it the attraction marketing on automation course, right? So it was, it, it was a, 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 a brand re, uh, what is it? Remake, right? So we recreated the brand. It wasn't blow up duplication anymore. Now it was attraction marketing on automation, but also the content inside the course, it was more geared. It was the same content, but it was more, I started talking more about attraction marketing on automation, right? And in every, uh, every video, you know, every part of the course, I started talking about attraction marketing on automation, attraction marketing on automation. So took some time off, recreated it, recreated the ad campaign with a new language, talking about attraction marketing on automation, and things started exploding. 
like people started scheduling appointments and they were like, oh my God, yes, that's exactly what I need. Oh my God, yes, that's exactly my problem. That's exactly my issue. I've been looking for something like this for a long time. Coach Miguel, man, it's like, you know exactly what, I, what I'm going through. It's, it's like, you know exactly what, I, what I'm doing. It's no, you know exactly what my problems are. Oh my God, yes, I want to sign up. And then sales started escalating. So my closing ratio literally went from like 20 something percent, uh, not because I was bad at what I was doing, but because I didn't speak their language. And then it went all the way to like 54%, more than doubled, more than doubled, just because I listened and I learned their language and what things they say and what things they talk about and the dreams that they tell me they have and the problems that they tell me they have, right? I literally was writing everything down. I was, I was asking, what's the biggest problem you have? Like, why have you not gotten to that goal yet? And then I kept writing that problem. Most people would tell me something. Then, you know, number one answer was this. Number two answer was that. Number three answer was that. And then I kept asking, what do you, what, what do you wish you could have that could solve this problem? And everybody talk, started talking about, oh, well, attraction marketing, man. I wish that I could have something like this and blah, blah, blah. And that's exactly what my product offered. I just didn't know how to sell it. So when you learn who your audience is and when you learn everything about them, you know, their dreams and their pains and their struggles and, and their language and how they, re, how they talk about uh, their, their lives and how do they talk about your products and how do they refer to them. You know, that is the moment, the point when you start explode, when your sales start exploding, when you learn everything about your audience. The problem with most entrepreneurs, and I'm going to end with this, the problem with most entrepreneurs is that they're so passionate about their products, you know, and they know exactly what the product or service does. And they make the huge mistake of making an assumption that their audience knows what it is and knows how it's going to solve their problem. You don't want to assume you may know what your product is. You may know what your product does. You may know how awesome your product is. But if you don't know how to communicate it to your audience in a way that they understand and they get it and they see the value, that's the moment when your sales will explode. And by the way, that's one of the systems that you want to build in the starter stage. You know that we've talked about the stages, right? Starter, promoter, builder, leader, visionary. At the beginning, that's one of the things that you want to fix. That's one of the things that you want to crack. You want to crack the language code. You want to crack the marketing message. How do you crack the marketing message? You get to know your audience so well. Just know them so damn well. Talk to them. Talk to them. Ask them. What do you want? What do you need? How can I help you? What's the biggest problems you have? What's the biggest obstacles you have? And once you have that message... You want to introduce your product or service as the solution to their problem so they can go from point A to point B, right? Your product is the solution. But before you introduce the solution, you got to learn what their dream is, what their problem is, and now position your product as a solution to the problem. So that's about it. Uh, I went past 30 minutes just a little bit. We're going to be talking more about marketing, of course. That's another big topic that I'm very passionate about. Um, and uh, so many things that, that, that you can learn from. But trust me, when you get the little, you know, the little tricks, the, the, the messaging, the messaging is the most important part. When you get that, you're one step closer, one step closer to hitting gold. 
So that's about it for today. This is how to create the best advertisement for your company. This is Coach Miguel, your host. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for your attention. I will see you next time in the next episode, tomorrow's episode, another episode of the Warriors Podcast. Thank you for your time, and I'll see you next time. See you at the top. Thanks for joining us today on another episode of the Warriors Podcast. Make sure to visit www.warriorsu.com to join the number one peak performance university for entrepreneurs. See you at the top.